Ontario's own Julia Hegarty, and that is a bit of her collaboration with Casper Marcus and Alex Emmerich. The song is called Get Up, and uh, we'll, we'll find out how that song came about, how these artists met each other to come together on that collaboration. I've also got her just-released song, her Christmas song, Don't Tell Me It's Christmas, that she sings with Charlie Weber. We'll get to that collaboration between the two of them. My pleasure to welcome Julia Hegarty to the show. Hey, Julia. Hey, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. This is great. It's been a while since we've chatted on the show, but we've got to see each other recently uh, a couple of times, most recently at uh, in London, uh, London, Ontario, mm-hmm. at the Aeolian Hall, which was my first time being there recently. Is it? Oh, gosh, it's such a beautiful yeah. spot. So nice. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. It just has that intimate, warm feel, great place to see music. Of course, Jessica Mitchell, it was her show. You did a great job opening up for her uh, on that grand piano, which sounded awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a bit Thank about that you. experience, because I, I know that you and Jessica have uh, written together in the past, because mm-hmm. you shared one of one of the songs that you have written together. Mm-hmm. Well, it was such an honor when, when I heard um, through the event promoter there that from all of the names they sent forward that they came back and asked to see if I could open. And it was just like a kind of a full circle moment for me because when I first got started with my solo career and started my own songwriting for really finding my own voice as an artist, it was Jessica Mm -hmm. who was one of the very first shows I ever played. She was on the bill. She was just getting started with her single grown up things and she let me come on stage. I I had already had my freak out girl crush moment at the CMAO event. (laughs) (laughs) And she let me come on stage and sing the harmonies with her on grown up things. So we were chatting a little bit backstage. This must have been like three years ago. And we were chatting backstage just about songwriting. And, and I was telling her how, you know, sort of new I was to everything. And she really wanted to share with me things that she had learned, shared with me things that she'd experienced and just give me an insight into the industry as a, as a songwriter, as an artist, and also some realities as a woman in the industry. And it was just, it was a type of support that is really difficult to put into words, but was so, so absolutely appreciated. And, and so to get that invitation to open for her um, was a massive honor. Pretty cool, and it's so great, uh, and we hear this all the time in country music, how supportive the artists are of each other, and to lend a helping hand and advice the way Jessica did for you, Mm -hmm. and that is so great, and obviously what a difference that would make for you, as you said, because here's somebody, um, you know, obviously at that point she hadn't reached the height she is now, but she's still on her way up, and there she was giving you advice and confidence and all that, so uh, that must have gone a long way. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was help. It, it was absolutely like a boost in confidence in a way a vote of confidence. It just put that little like extra thing in my back pocket like, okay, like I'm 
almost like um, we, not that life is so hard that one needs an armor, but sometimes maybe. And, and it felt like I just ha- yep. got to get a few extra chain links from her. I love that. That is so true. That's a good way of putting it. And, you know, as, our, as an artist, you need, and all artists need that validation, especially in the beginning. I'm sure after a while, uh, I'm sure it never goes away needing the validation, but you get more confident because you've had success. But in the beginning, you really need people around you to support you and to get that feedback, right? And, and I'm sure that you've got that in your life, Julia, people who are telling you, um, you know, when you're getting it right. Yes. Yeah. When I'm getting it wrong and when I'm getting it right, both are extremely, extremely valuable. And you're absolutely right. That, that validation and the way that um, I would say I seek it out, I seek it out in, in the circles that I, that I trust, that I look to, that I look up to um, that never goes away. And, And it's just because as artists and as songwriters, it starts off as something that you do for you and making that step in that transition into something you do for others. It's just so vulnerable and scary. I use the word scary a lot, even though I'm having the time of my life, but it is, it's a little bit scary. Like really, <laughs> They're fun and awesome and a bit scary. And, you know, it just, that transition, at least for me, it, it's never really gone away. And and I also really find that very sacred because it keeps me sort of riding this vulnerable line, this, this place where I'm always exploring how else I could possibly share more of myself. So, yeah, that validation, it's it's real. It's It's needed and it's appreciated. And as you and as you said that you know, um, I think you mentioned this sort of getting the feedback from the right place. In other words, a lot of people mm. will offer feedback, but you've got to know uh, the people obviously whose opinion you respect, and you know you'll listen to them because you're going to get so much feedback that you've got to kind of filter right to the to the feedback you know that uh, you can I guess put some faith in. Yes. Oh, yes. Exactly. This. There's feedback everywhere, and and opinions everywhere, and you know even when you're trying to make a decision about whatever, whatever, what song you're going to release or or what song you're going to write that day, everybody, you can look all around you and you can find any person, anyone, absolutely anyone you want having success doing their thing. And so you can look all around and say, well, they're doing that. And that person over there is doing something completely different and they're both doing great with it. So it's just about finding that thing that makes sense for you. Right. Exactly. Otherwise you can become really Uh, confused. (laughs) <laughs> exactly, because um, everybody's got to find the thing that works for them. And if you look at that person and say, I'm going to try that, that might not be your thing. It's It's got to be whatever comes naturally out of you, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, that's that's been the case for me, for sure. I would say that is my truth. And you are vulnerable in your music, and a lot of music is. Some some are more than others, you know, sharing parts of themselves uh, in the songs and then the stories they tell before and after they play the song. Is it hard at all, or was it ever hard for you in your music, Julia, to be vulnerable, to share, you know, stuff inside of you? I I think it's always kind of hard, and that's what makes it really a worthwhile venture. Not easy, but worth it. Yeah, but worth it. And, you know, it, it, sometimes it makes a writing session sound a little bit like a therapy session, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but um, <laughs> if you know what I mean, I'm sure you've been there, Dave. I'll bet, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. And um, in your songwriting as well. And 
just you get down a, a avenue and an experience, a story from someone's life, and and then you start to analyze. Well, I wonder why they did that, or I wonder why I did this. Why did I react that way? Oh, I wish I'd done this, and and it just leads right. you down this place that's it's very reflective. It's it's very self-reflective and a moment of pause and a moment of just sort of assessing everything. And um, yeah, it's not always easy to say, oh, hey, you know, this this person did this and they they screwed up by doing that, but like maybe I kind of screwed up a little bit too. That's a level of honesty that, mm. yeah, pretty scary. Yeah. <laughs> totally. That is to, to get to the point in discussions with others and you're admitting, or now that you're reflecting, you're seeing the part you played in it that where you could have been wrong, uh, that becomes hard. It's easy to, you know, obviously see what everybody else did wrong. That's easy. We can do that all day long. Right. But to actually point mm. the finger back at us is the tough part. Yeah. There's, wonderful examples all around us of everyone pointing the finger at everybody else. And sometimes I like to think how much, you know, change or, or positive movements could happen if we started pointing the fingers back at ourselves. Like, what could I do? That is a great uh, perspective. I love it. And what is it about um, all of this, the scary parts being vulnerable that make it worth it, Julia? Uh, I'm going to assume that you've had people come up to you who've listened to your songs and have, and this is obviously what makes, I'm sure, a part of it worth it for sure. They're giving you feedback on what the song has meant to them. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Um, there's sort of, I've always, in my whole life, I've had this idea where my, my body is borrowed and, you know, my, my little soul found its way into this vessel and I'm moving through life to whatever extent I could possibly understand it, which I'm so hungry to understand it as much as I can in, you know, scientific ways, but also in spiritual ways. And, and I just think I'm here now and I don't know what's next. And I have this physical vessel that is borrowed that at the end I, I give back. That's just the deal. And Mm -hmm. along the way, we get to kind of figure out how to make the experience the best for everyone. It involves yeah, not it just involves... looking out for you, but looking out for others. Mm-hmm. And, and sacrifice. And, you know, sometimes you don't necessarily, and this is, you know, this comes back to what I love about the country music uh, community is that there is that sense of support. There is that sense of like, Hey man, or Hey woman, like I've been where you are or I've been where you've been and I know how to get to the other side. So like, let's just help each other get there. I love that, Julia. That's awesome. Um, And your song is so inspiring. We're going to get to it. In fact, I'm going to play it first and then we'll come back and talk about how you met Casper Marcus and the great article that the Canadian press did on this song. Uh, The song is called get up from my guest, Julia Hegarty joined by Casper Marcus and Alex Emmerich here on in the country. Walking all alone in the dark, looking down at your feet, circling empty streets. Wishing you could see a sign, cause something just don't feel right, and you don't know why. The silence you know, the answers you don't, but you're gonna ride them, gonna ignite them. When the shadows roll in, and your head starts to spin, you're gonna miss it. If you never listen The fire inside you is trying to find you When you feel you're lost in the sky Maybe 
You know what you gotta do, you're on a mission When a wish comes true, it's time to shine You're doing nine to fives in the five or nine So put your hand inside mine, you gon' feel the vibe Hey, night to five, you gon' feel inspired Let's you're go, gonna get up. yeah, you gon' wake up you know what you mean. Don't wait till the day's done If you can reach, reach up, up, reach up You'll get up with your hand Let's in go. You're gonna get up, you gon' wake up you know what you mean. Don't wait till the day's done If you can reach, reach up, reach up You'll get up with your hand <laughs> in And that is my guest, Julia Hegarty, with her great song called Get Up. What an inspiring tune. Uh, Casper Marcus is on that track, along with Alex Emmerich. Uh, and Julia, of course, uh, you're a country artist. We've got Casper Marcus on there, who is a rapper. And a lot of people want to know, including myself, because you guys are from two different worlds, at least, you know, on the surface, musically. How did <laughs> you two uh, meet up? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, might as well throw Alex into the mix too, because he's from the pop world, and and so the three of us came go. together with these different sounds. Yeah. So the Junos were in London uh, earlier this year, and the London Music Office put together basically a, a representative from each genre to go across Ontario and do some outreach with a daytime uh, performance in the schools and then an evening performance at a performing arts center. And, and Casper and I uh, got sent to Mississauga, your hometown, um, along with Alex. (laughs) Yeah. Along with Alex Emmerich, who was running our, all the live sound production. And so Casper and I were joined by uh, two Mississauga artists and the four of us put together, put on a showcase um, the way that it was built, we 
we had the London artists go to the schools and then it was the local artists that joined us in the evening. So it was just Casper and I in the school and we kind of got to decide what we wanted to do for the presentation. And I have such a heart for children. I work with children um, one-on-one and Casper has two beautiful girls. And so we were just completely at home in that school and we were sitting at the train station. It was like early in the morning. I don't even, I think Casper had been in the studio like late at night slash maybe all night. And so we were in the train station some in some town. We weren't even in Mississauga yet. And he's like, Oh, I, I, I meant to say like we should do a collab, but everything's just been so crazy. You know how it is. And, I never messaged you and I'm sitting there the eternal optimist and I'm like "Mm, it's not too late we're not at the school yet and so I turned to my guitarist Peter Carl and I'm like Peter what what do you think a good song would be um so we just sort of like brainstormed back and forth for a bit and then I thought oh man I have this song called Never Be and it's kind of like a song to your haters and I thought like that would I think like Casper would be able to jump in on that pretty, you know what I mean? I was just trying to think what would be good for the two of us. So we totally won it at the school. We just uh, looped over the bridge. um, Well, Peter did and Casper wrapped over top of it and it was so amazing. And then in the final chorus, he basically like became my hype man. And then I was like, dang, this is pretty cool. I wish I could have this all the time. And the kids went insane. Like this decibel, like the craziest decibels of screams. I had to wow. practically cover my ears. It was, they're adorable. They're so enthusiastic. Um, so we took the train back the next day. We did do, we did the collab again that night. Um, and then we took the train back the next day. We started chatting about, you know, doing something kind of, um, I don't want to say for real, but recording something like having something captured mm-hmm. that would commemorate that experience for us and just a little bit for ourselves, but doing it also for the London community and, and thanking tourism, London, London music office for this opportunity that they gave to us. And it felt natural that Alex would get involved too. And then there we were, the three of us just all sort of mismatched, but also perfectly matched together. <laughs> <laughs> what a, what a story and what a combination the country rap and pop all coming together uh and there was a great article as well from um city tv talking about it and uh and just in, in the canadian press article as well talking about in the u.s there's big collaborations right among other genres and hoping that this one here in canada take takes off the same way Hmm. yeah that canadian press article was crazy i couldn't believe it um some one of the industry representatives uh at one of the big the big labels in canada left a message said hey canadian press is trying to get in touch with you and i'm sitting there and i right away called my manager roger and i was like oh my god roger the canadian press is trying to get in touch with me and he's <laughs> like absolutely like you know talk to them talk to them so i ended up speaking with um the nicest man david friend who wrote the story and we chatted a couple times sent some like twitter dms back and forth and he just really wanted to get to know the story and and wrote this whole thing about the collab and then next thing i knew it was all across canada it was crazy it's so cool how something kind of random when it came up and you guys you know did it on the fly and you never know what idea or what uh what song you create is going to have a life of its own yeah yeah i love that too a life of its own that's really how we felt about the song like the message in it is so inspiring it's about you know helping each other get up get higher um, get where you need to go and 
yeah, that's really what we focused on was the content mm-hmm. so that it would have its own its own life. That is so cool. It's inspiring. Uh, the story behind the song and the song itself, uh, of course, people can stream that song, download it, uh, get it in tons of places and enjoy. What a great song. Uh, we're going to get to another song of yours coming up, your Christmas song, which uh, I think it's coming out this Friday, officially. It just came out to radio um, last Friday, so it's currently airing on Canadian Country Radio and, and so a lot of Christmas stations, and it'll be available digitally on Monday, December 2nd, everywhere you listen to music. Uh. Excellent. That's great. We're going to hear that in a bit with Charlie Weber. Uh, we're taping or we're airing the show on uh, Tuesday, November 26th. And I know that tomorrow night um, you in Toronto, you have got a great yeah. songwriting round that you're going to take part in with three other great artists and writers. T- tell us a bit about that. Yeah, that's Wednesday night at Supermarket in Toronto. That's the venue on um, Augusta. And I'm going to be there with Nate Hall, Jake Feeney, and Robin Ottolini. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's with the with the group called uh, Right On, the songwriting uh, showcase that happens uh, the last Wednesday of every month. Oh, perfect. And I love that name, Right On. I'm assuming that's W-R-I-T-E because I'm just so smart. Right On. I love it. <laughs> You got it. <laughs> I love that's, a good play on words. Me too. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. And that is such a great venue, the supermarket uh, on Augusta in Toronto. Uh, so hopefully anybody listening uh, who's got the opportunity uh, will head out to see all four of you. And what time does it start at? Yeah, doors are at uh, 7.15. So if you get there between 7.15 and 7.30, you'll be sure to catch everybody. That is amazing. And I know that you love playing those kind of rounds because how much fun is it to be in a songwriting round? You you know, full bands are great, of course, but here you are. It's you and the guitar. You get to, it's just much more intimate, right? And you really can get to the heart of the song. Oh, yeah. And that's that's just it. You get to the heart of the song. You get to share a little bit. Sometimes you even get to talk, like have a conversation with the audience. And and then you get to listen to your friends and colleagues that are up there with you and (laughs) You know, take in that whole experience, too, also as a music appreciator. Yeah, I love that part with uh, when there's, you know, four artists, whatever number, but it's the rapport. You're doing your song, but when you're talking in that, everybody's kind of jumping in and, you know, there's an exchange. And then sometimes during songs even, um, you know, once you've gone through the song once, they jump in on the harmony on the chorus, for example. Oh, that's the best. And there's always someone in the round who's a really good lead player, and they start soloing in the choruses, and it's (laughs) so fun. That is always a great thing. Um, Let's talk about Mm -hmm. your influences, Julia. For those uh, who don't know yet to the artist that inspired you as you were growing up and then pursuing music, and even to this day, who are the artists along the way and presently uh, inspire you to keep going? Oh, goodness. The list is so long. Um, Let's see. Let, let's see if I can just hone in on a few, just for the sake of time. <laughs> I would say, uh, at the beginning, I was always really loving these big lyrical moments. So, I was a huge fan, huge, huge fan of Bruce Springsteen. He was played all the time at home. Um, mm. Cheryl Crow was Mary Chapin Carpenter. Um, Joni mm-hmm. Mitchell. Oh my gosh! To this day, Joni Mitchell. She's sort of like next level. There's influences, and then there's someone that shifts a little bit more to, dare I say, like God, godly status. And Joni Mitchell's kind of there with, <laughs> along with Freddie Mercury. Right. There are just 
people people yeah. who are so authentic all of the artists and songwriters who are just so unapologetically authentically themselves are right. fascinating and so inspiring and then i would say probably as a teenager um just those huge, huge vocalists. I was always singing along to Martina McBride and Whitney Houston, even um, mm-hmm. the Dixie Chicks had so many, so many beautiful songs. Oh, I love that. Um, and then aren't they wonderful? And the way that they yeah. made it all work with their families and, and being on the road and, you know, marriages and children, such an inspiration mm-hmm. for me, not only like musically, but also personal lives, what, what little I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were very inspiring and just uh, left us a ton of great songs. And obviously, they're still doing more. But in their heyday, when they were on the radio, uh, it was just a hit after hit. I wanted to ask you about songwriting, Absolutely. Julia. And uh, mm-hmm. from when you first began writing to today, what would you say you've learned about the whole process? A lot of it's a mystery, of course, but there's a craft part to it, where you know you, you got to have formulas uh, part of it along with the inspiration. But from now or from present, sorry, from the past to present, what have you learned about the whole process? Oh, gosh. I would say the biggest thing I've learned is to enjoy the process. I used to be so hard on myself. I used to be so critical at every step. I, the minute I would think of a line, I wouldn't even write it down or dare singing it before judging it. And the biggest thing I've learned is that the critic has no business being in the creative moment that can be for later i can change lines later i can adjust melodies later but if i start to really get too critical or try to control too much what the outcome is going to be versus enjoying the process it's like the quickest way to self-sabotage for me I love that. I wrote that down. What a great quote. I don't know if it's a famous quote or it should be on a wall. The critic has no place in the creative process. Wow. I don't know if that's a quote. Thank you. I think you just came up with it. I love that. That really struck me because it's so true. And you explained it there, but the minute you start to censor yourself before the idea even comes out of your mouth, um, you've killed a lot of good ideas. Right? It's dead in the water. Yeah. You don't even, sometimes you, you got to let it. the, uh, yeah. Yep. Sorry, you go. <laughs> <laughs> you say it and maybe it's not good. And we've heard this before to do with songwriting, but the point is you get it out anyway. And maybe from that, another idea will stem. But the point is you keep getting it all out because you don't know what's going to be gold. If you stop it too soon, you get it out and then you judge it. Yeah. So it takes time yes. before you judge it. Yeah. But that That's is so right. cool. And, Oh, thank you. That's cool. I didn't I didn't know I was doing a quote there, making a quote. <laughs> there you go. Let me get that quote out there. Um, Thanks. So that, that's a great part of the process. And anything else along the way? I'm sure co-writing uh, with others, obviously that's what co-writing is, has helped you uh, to become mm-hmm. a better writer, just learning from other people's approaches. Oh, my gosh. It's so inspiring being in the room with a writer who is, in your opinion, whether you're right or wrong, but in your opinion, when you're in a room with someone who you think is better than you, it just like makes you stand taller and be more on your toes. Um, They're just rhyming off lines that are like left, right and center, just so clever. And so um, just a different way of saying the same thing, you know, which, which a lot of songs are. Mm. And 
yes, I love yeah. that. I love getting a chance to write up, as they say. It's just the best. Yes. That is the expression right up, and you learn from writing with those people who are at that higher level, uh, and that's awesome. Um, let's turn to your song that, as you said, was released to Country Radio last Friday. This is a beautiful song. It's uh, called Don't Tell Me It's Christmas that you sing with Charlie Weber. Uh, first of all, tell me a bit about Charlie. Oh, Charlie is so great. My goodness, I I just think the world of him. I had no idea what to expect when we got thrown together for this project. We both were part of um, a group email that went out. Uh, we didn't know who was going to participate at the pilot project that the London Music Office launched. And it was, we knew we would be writing a Christmas song. We knew we would be writing with another London singer, songwriter and artist. But other than that, we didn't know anything. So Charlie and I walked in one morning and I had, I'm so familiar with his music. We've played some showcases before, but we'd never worked together in that creative process. So we both really didn't know what to expect. Um, but we went in there and it was just so fun and we connected right away. We both are uh, big fans of Christmas and we are both big fans of the same types of Christmas songs. Um, mm -hmm. He mentioned that his own influence um, walking into the right was sort of that wartime era music where people had to be away for Christmas and really wanted to be home. And, and that was something I could connect to right away, just being on the road and, and for shows. When you're a performer, you miss, you miss a lot of sort of big moments because you, you book things so mm -hmm. far in advance and then a party will come up and it's like, Oh, I can't be there. I'm contractually obligated to be elsewhere or it's Christmas That's or right. Thanksgiving or Easter, you know? And, and yep. so we just locked into that right away. And, He's so talented. I love his voice. Uh, let's hear that song now. Uh, Julia Hegarty and Charlie Weber. This is the great Christmas song of theirs out now. Don't Tell Me It's Christmas on In the Country. Don't tell me it's Christmas. I already know. I got the feeling that the season's greetings will leave me out in the cold. Don't tell me it's Christmas There's cheer all around If I got my wish Then my Christmas gift would be under the tree right now So I'll sing Merry Christmas, baby I want you to come home I'm here thinking about you I'd really like to know Snowflakes falling where you are Or is it just too warm? Cause a holiday without you Is no holiday at all Don't tell me it's Christmas I don't wanna know Don't wanna be stuck in Tennessee Way too far
My guest from Lucan, Ontario. Lucan is just outside of London. Uh, it's Julia Hegarty with Charlie Weber. Don't tell me it's Christmas. What a lovely song. I hope a lot of people play that uh, from now leading up till Christmas. It's lovely. And I mentioned you're from Lucan. What, uh, what is so special about it and what, what are you most proud of? Probably the most special thing about it is that that's where, at least for me, is that that's where my family lives. So it's home. It's it's been home for mm-hmm. a long time, ever since I was a little girl. And uh, my mom always had horses. And we used to, when we, when I was first born, we were living in London. And she was always boarding horses. And then the opportunity came up for us to um, move out to the country. And so I moved away from all my friends, which I was really sad about at first. But then it turned out yep. to be one of the best 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 things and my husband and I live out here now Lucan is wonderful it's a small town it's a community that supports each other it was Hockeyville 2018 what's not to love about that and uh, there's a lot of growth and development and it's just a wonderful place oh that's great uh it sounds amazing and uh do you do you ride horses to this day or have you you rode horses along the way I do, yeah. I would always go to the stables when I was younger with my mom. And then, of course, living on the farm was just amazing to look out your back window. And then, Man. yeah, we the last time I ride, I mean, we don't we don't have a huge indoor arena or anything like that for wintertime. It's, it's a hobby farm. It's um, a place where my mom and dad will likely uh, retire and, and stay, um, the forever home. So, we don't have a big arena, oh. indoor arena for winter riding. So the last time we went riding was uh, a ride for, we were riding for Everly, which is a young girl who is um, battling a, a uh, chronic illness and, and fatal condition and um, just helping raise funds for supporting her and her family and, and how often they have to be in Toronto and different hospitals. That was the, that was the last time we went riding. For an amazing cause, that is uh, that is awesome to hear. Uh, Julia, I wanted to ask as we get set to wrap up here, of course, the great collaboration with Casper Marcus and Alex Emmerich called Get Up, then the collaboration with Charlie Weber, Don't Tell Me It's Christmas. Uh, so if you've got a third collaboration or your next collaboration, this could be anybody in the world um, or closer to home, who is on that list of people, Julia, 
that you want to next record with? You could throw out a few names if, if they come to mind. Oh, my gosh. I have no idea how to answer this question. <laughs> Again, Who would no I want to collab with? Yeah. Yeah, no, no preparation. <laughs> That's, That's okay. Right. We'll, we'll start the Jeopardy music. We'll start the Oh, timer. gosh. First, first <laughs> thought, best thought. Oh, my goodness. Thomas Rhett and – Nice. Um, Jeez, I don't know. Devin Dawson. Um, trying to think of Great. who else. Let's see. A lady, a lady collab. Who would yeah. I want a lady collab with? Hmm. Would Joni Mitchell collab with me? That's really, that's really a reach. That's quite the reach. But let's reach. We can do that. I can write that down, Joni Mitchell. <laughs> let's dream. <laughs> could, let's dream, Dave. I can put. Uh, but I know awesome. whoever you collaborate with next. Julie, it's going to be amazing because so far those are two great collaborations. Uh, and as far as music on your own, is there an EP, an album in the works at all that you can give us a sneak peek on? Yeah, we actually um, we do have new music coming out in the new year. In January, we'll be releasing the next single to radio. And I can't tell you what it is right now, but we okay. do have more music coming in the new year. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome mm-hmm. news. Look forward to it. Well, thanks again, Julia, for being here. What a great conversation, great time uh, to spend with you here. And, of course, to play the two great songs that we did here on the show. Thanks again. Me too. Thank you so much, Dave. And for anyone who's listening, um, be sure to request Don't Tell Me It's Christmas at Radio. We had a really awesome launch on Friday at Country 104 and uh, Fresh FM as they've moved over to their completely Christmas format. So for anyone out there, keep an ear out. Uh, playing on a radio station near you. Once again, my guest has been Luke in Ontario's own Julia Hegarty. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.